Happy Thursday. Uh, today's shir is dedicated for the success of Medinat Israel, the state of Israel, and all of her soldiers, uh, for the return of all of the hostages uh, very soon to their families. Uh, today's shir is dedicated to all of those who were killed, Al Kiddush Hashem. Uh, during this war, the Ilunishmat, Esther Bat Eliyahu, Matitya ben Levi, Daniel ben Ephraim, David ben Eliyahu, Ephraim ben Yehuda, Moshe ben David, Rachamim ben Mordechai, and Yaakov ben Menashe. Shmar Hashem Tinecha Magan Eden, and further refuash lema of Kol Ketzoe Yisrael, and Kol Chole Yisrael Bifalam, Dan ben Esther, Nisan ben Chana, Yitzhak ben Yafa, Mechazkel ben Rachel, Nisim ben Dina, Chana, Olibat Evora, Shemuel ben Rachel, Miramin ben Shoshana, Yitzhak ben Tamar, Elna Refana Lahem. Okay, so a new topic is lishma. Lishma. Lishma means to do a mitzvah in its purest form, uh, for the sake of Hashem and for the sake of Hashem only. So when we look in the words of our rabbis, it, um, and these are the concepts that he's going to be talking about in this passage, there's two ways that a person can do a mitzvah. A person can do a mitzvah shelo lishma, Shalolishma is not for the sake of heaven, which means that I'm looking to get some other side benefit or I'm looking to get some other pleasure or some other gain other, uh, other than doing the, some kind of honor or some kind of whatever it might be, other than doing the mitzvah for its uh, own purpose. And then there is the highest level of, of doing any mitzvah, performing any mitzvah, and that's to do a mitzvah lishma. Lishma or Lishem Shamaim. Lishma means that I'm doing the mitzvah for the sake of heaven completely. I'm doing it for the sake of Hashem and for the mitzvah completely without any intention of having any other side gain uh, for myself. So let's see what Pela Yoetz has to say about it. Yadua Ma'amar Hatana. It's very well known what it what it says in Pirkei Avot, Rabbi Meir Omer, Rabbi Meir says, Kol ha'osek Torah, with regards to the mitzvah of studying Torah, of learning Torah, any person who learns Torah, lishma, and learns Torah only for the sake of Hashem, without looking for any title, without looking for any honor, or without looking for uh, to show off, or to gain anything else, any side benefit. Someone who learns Torah purely for the sake of learning Torah. Uh, he has tremendous merit. And uh, what uh, Pirkei Avot continues to say over there is that uh, such a person, who, a person who truly learns Torah Lishma, gets many, many rewards. He gets, uh, he gets honor and dignity and wealth and, and uh, blessing after blessing after blessing after blessing. Uh, Pirkei Avot says, for a person, Talmud Torah, learning Torah is the, is the greatest mitzvah. It's a mitzvah which is equivalent to all of the other mitzvah combined. So a person who fulfills this mitzvah in the purest form possible, a person who learns Torah without looking to get have any gain, uh, he has m- m- tremendous blessings that, that come from it. 
uh, and he he becomes a fountain of, of wisdom and a fountain of Torah and, uh, uh, and his honor and dignity and wealth and many 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 uh, blessings and brachot that such a person gives. Now, Kvar Katab Moreno Rav Chaim Vital Pele Yoet says there's a very famous uh, passage of Rav Chaim Vital. Rav Chaim Vital he was uh, one of the top students if not the top student of the Arizal, Arizal that um, most of the modern day Kabbalah, uh, it comes from the Arizal and his way of interpreting uh, the Zohar. He was the uh, Rav Yitzchak Luria was his name, the Arizal. And uh, he was uh, perhaps the greatest of the Kabbalists in the, in the Kabbalistic tradition. And all of his teachings were recorded by his student Rav Chaim Vital. Uh, we don't really have, if I'm not mistaken, we don't have anything at all. Um, if we do, it's very little. We don't have anything at all really from the Arizal himself, that Rav Yitzchak Luria himself wrote. That all of his teachings were uh, written down by his student Rav Chaim Vital, and this is in Tzfat. They were in, uh, in, in Tzfat in Israel. Now, Rav Chaim Vital, in his introduction to Etzchaim uh, to one of his main works. He writes, He says that he says essentially, he says, there is nobody in our generation, in particular, he's criticizing the rabbis. He says, there is no rabbi in our generation, no who is learning Torah for its purest reason only in order only for the sake of Hashem and to bring honor to Hashem and to learn Torah for its pure joy of learning Torah. He says there is nobody who is doing that. <laughs> and he says, do you know how I know? He says, because if they really were, if they really were learning Torah for its purest reason and its purest purpose, what we learned in Pirkei Avot contradicts them. It says that uh, they're, they're going to be, uh, have all of the honor and all of the blessings and wealth and they're going to become a fountain of wisdom and everybody looks up to them and they... Uh, all of these tremendous blessings that are, that are there in Pirkei Avot of how great they're going to become uh, and none of the rabbis have achieved <laughs> any of that. None of the rabbis are, are anything close to that. So he says, uh, how, how can they say that they're really authentic? He's like, they're not, they're not authentic. Nobody's authentic in my generation. That's what uh, Rav Chaim Vital uh, writes. He says, none of the rabbis are authentic. And if, because if they really were, then they would really have earned all of the blessings that Pirkei Avot says for a person who turn, learns the Torah for the purest reasons. Rather, he's saying that all of them are learning not for the sake of heaven. They're all looking to gain some benefit uh, from their Torah learning. And they want recognition, they want whatever it is. They want money, they want whatever it is. But they're not learning Torah for the peace. That all of the rabbis of my generation are not learning Torah for its purest reason. Uh, he, he, it says in Pirkei Avot, or you're going to deny Pirkei Avot. Pirkei Avot says that if you, the, the learning Torah is the most important mitzvah, and someone who learns it for its purest uh, purpose, only for the sake of learning Torah, has, has all of the blood, and none of them have it. <laughs> none of them actually uh, have it. So now Peleyoetz wants to elaborate here. There are different levels of 
lolishma of uh, you know having some other purpose or some other reason or some other gain uh, for uh, doing any mitzvah or for learning Torah. There are different meaning that sometimes there. Uh, what he's going to explain now is that sometimes a person gains a benefit for learning something. But it's still a good thing, and you should still do it, and you should continue to do it, and hopefully, eventually, you're going to get yourself on the path uh, to learning for the purest form possible. You know, almost along the lines of, you know, when we uh, want our, our, our children to learn in school, uh, when they do well on their tests or when they do well on their report card, oh, okay, the 805 minutes over here, yes. So you give them, you give them a treat, so that they feel good about it. And they're, why are they studying in school and why are they doing well in their uh, report card? Because they want the treat, because they want you to take them out for dinner, they want the candy or the 7-Eleven or, or whatever it is that you get them. So they're learning shelolishma. They're not learning for the sake of academic study and for the, for the sake of learning. They're learning because there's a reward that they're looking for. But still it's good because I want to get them used to learning and studying, and hopefully down the line they're going to actually enjoy the academic pursuit for itself. Or, you know, a, a child reads the Torah and we give them, we throw candy at them and we praise them and we give them recognition and we give them reward. They're doing it, maybe they're doing it because they want the candy or they want the recognition or they want the praise or the honor, but I'm trying to set them on the path that they get used to it that hopefully one day they'll actually enjoy doing it by itself uh, without gaining any reward for it. And then there's the lower level, which Pelagos is going to start with, is that sometimes a person is a complete fraud. They're trying to fake people out. Their intentions are malicious. They're, they, they, they completely are not the person that they are presenting themselves as being. Uh, and that's a bad level of lolishma. So there's lolishma of like a person is an impure person. Uh, you should not be doing the mitzvah at all. And then there's a lolishma, which is a good lolishma. That's what we're going to be learning about. So yesh kama minim shelolishma. Pelayuah says there's some different types of lolishma. Yesh oseh bishfil sheishabichu vihaluma asav. There's a person that his entire uh, purpose in life is to serve his ego. All he wants is for his ego to be served. So what is the reason why? Good old gava. Yeah, the good old gava. <laughs> All I want is that people should praise me. Kol megamato, my entire purpose in life. It's on us to praise. Well, it means it's 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 on everybody who's around me to praise me. That's their that's their responsibility. <laughs> the responsibility of every person in this world is to praise me. <laughs> so why do I uh, conduct myself as a Jew in my daily life? I don't uh, such, such a person whose life is centered around his ego. Why does he uh, come to Kanisa? Why does he put on tefillin? Why does he do any mitzvah? Why does he give tzedakah? Why does he do any mitzvah? Only for the purpose that people should see him. It's only for people to see him and for people to praise him for, for what he does. Even if he learns Torah, it's only so that they, he can speak and so that people can, uh, uh, can praise him for his speech. Uh, once uh, he's alone at home, completely different person. 
completely different person. He he will only put on tefillin when he is in town and when he's uh, going to minyan. But whenever he's uh, away on a trip and there's no minyan around, or if uh, there uh, yeah, he just happens to not go not, uh, not go that day, he's not going to put on tefillin at home because he doesn't uh, really believe in it. It's only for the purpose of other people seeing him. Uh, well, you know, he's going to appear that he keeps Shabbat and that he's not working on Shabbat. But, but, when if the opportunity arises and nobody is able to find out, he'll go work on Shabbat. Right. So, so such a person, uh, his actions are the actions of a stranger, his, his service of Hashem, Hashem throws it to, to the side. He's a colored person, which means he's a fake. Such a person is a fake person. He's a flatterer. Uh, and he's evil. Because he lives his life as if Hashem is not able to see, as, as if Hashem doesn't know. Uh, person, you think Hashem doesn't know that you're a fraud? Think Hashem doesn't know that you're fake? That uh, in front of people you're you're one person, but but once you're in uh, once you're by yourself in in a hotel room or or, or at home, you suddenly become a different person. Such a person, his actions show that good morning, that the honor of the servant is greater than the honor of the creator. Which means such a person cares for what people think and doesn't care for what Hashem thinks at all. Such a person is going to be punished for his mitzvot. <laughs> You know, Hashem says to such a person, who even asked you to come? Who even asked you to do a mitzvah? I don't want you to do a mitzvah. Such a person will not only, it's not only that they don't uh, get reward for their mitzvah, they actually get punished for doing their mitzvah because every, every mitzvah is fake. It's an interesting concept because the consistent way is, okay, so let him do the mitzvah. We don't praise him, but hopefully, eventually, he hopefully can steer he can, to the right yeah, direction. If he's in the, if he's swimming, if he's in the pool, eventually he'll start swimming. Yeah. You know, that's the idea. Yeah, you know? exactly. That, but here that's we're a, saying we're going to punish him. Okay? Yeah, here we're saying it's it's along the lines of uh, the uh, of the prophets. Uh, Yishayahu, sorry, Yishayahu in particular, Yishayahu and Yirmiyahu were both, uh, but I think Yechazkel also, um, that they would tell the Jewish people, don't come to the Beit HaMikdash. Wow. It's, it's we a, you completely lose hope. We don't he, have any hope. Yeah, Hashem doesn't want you here. God doesn't want a person here. If, if you're, look at that. If, if your attendance of the Beit HaMikdash is... N- not at all for the sake of Hashem, and it's not at all with any pure intent. All you want is to serve your own ego for other people to see that you visit the Beit But, but in your private life, you know, the Beit Hamikdash is just an excuse for you to do uh, to continue perpetuating your sins. So Hashem says, I, I, I created enough animals in the world. I don't need uh, I don't need your animals. <laughs> Hashem says, I can give money to whoever I want. I don't need your donations. This is not consistent with what we see happening in Torah and in the afterwards every week. Yeah. At the end, Hashem says, I promised you 
that I always, you know, you're going to be the chosen ones and all that. There's always yeah. hope for the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always in the end, God them. says that the nations that destroy the Jewish people, God will judge those nations. Right. And eventually one day, the, hopefully the children are going to do teshuva and, right. and Hashem will bring them back. But but you do see, uh, like Parashat Tzav, we're not going to get so long with Haftar Av Tzav, the prophecies of Yeshayahu and Yirmiyahu, when you read through them, the Jews who lived in that generation, that the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed, they were, would actively say that this God's message to them. Man, for us, I don't know how easily we can judge people uh, and their intent in, in coming to Kanisa uh, and to just throw somebody out and say that, uh, you know, God doesn't want you here. That a Navi, at the very least, a prophet that Hashem spoke to them, they, they can know, they're aware. They, so they lived at the time of the Beit HaMikdash and, and they actively, their prophecies were saying to the people that so says Hashem, who even asked you to come here? Who even asked you to come to the Beit HaMikdash? Who even asked you to bring Korbanot? I, I don't need you. I don't need any of this. And all of the commentators asked the question. It's a very famous question. They said, uh, you, Hashem says, you, you said, who, why, who even asked you to come here? What do you mean? Just read the Torah. The Torah says that you should come to the Beit HaMikdash three times a year. Pesach, Shavuot, and Sukkot. You have to come to the Beit HaMikdash. And you have to bring Korbanot. It's, the, the, the Torah says, come here. The Torah says, come to the Beit HaMikdash. The Torah says, come to the Temple. Well, how, how are the prophets saying, uh, who even asked you to come here? And they explain along the lines of what Peleoet says over here. Peleoet says here that if a person's intentions is only for people to see him, it's only for people to, it's only to present themselves as if they're righteous in order to continue behind closed door their fraud, fraudulent activity, their evils, their ability to sin and hurt others. Uh, Hashem doesn't even need the mitzvah. The mitzvah is a sin. The mitzvah is a sin. Now, there are people, Peleot is going to say, next level, that I don't have the purest intentions. The Torah says that if I fulfill the Torah, if I, if I pray to Hashem, I put on tefillin every day, I go to the Ben HaMikdash, when there's a Ben HaMikdash, Hashem is going to bless me, I'm going to have good health, I'm going to have good parnasah. Those aren't necessarily the highest intentions. They're intentions that I want some reward from Hashem, but that's still good. That's still good. I'm still pure. I, I believe in Hashem. I believe in the mitzvah. I want to have the blessings from Hashem that are associated there's with no the Torah. Evil yeah, there's no evil intent. There's no malintent bad here. And 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 in my private life, I I will keep the mitzvah. I will. I'll continue to to keep the mitzvah. So of course Hashem still wants that. Of course that's still good. But if the if a per person takes the Torah, and they basically use the Torah to serve themselves and only serve their own ego. And Hashem says, well, I, I don't need, Hashem doesn't need us to keep the Torah. And the, the reason Hashem gave us the Torah is because it's a privilege for us to be able to live the lifestyle of the Torah. Hashem gave it as an opportunity for us to be able to live the most righteous life that we could live. Hashem doesn't change. It doesn't affect or change Hashem. Uh, because we we chose to pray or because we didn't choose to pray or because we chose to learn Torah one day or we didn't learn Torah one day it's not it's not affecting or changing God in any way Hashem created the universe we're we're a, a little tiny speck in the in the equation we 
have the opportunity and the zikhut, Hashem gave us the zikhut to be able to keep the mitzvot, in order to do what's best for us, in order to give, what the, give us the opportunity to live the best lives that we can live. Uh, so if a person looks at the Torah and the Torah essentially becomes beneath him, Hashem becomes beneath him, I use the Torah only to serve uh, my own purposes, but not at all for the sake of Hashem. Hashem says, I don't need your mitzvot. I don't need to them. Mi bikesh, the, in, the, in the language of Yishayahu, the language of Isaiah, mi bikesh mi remos Who even asked you to come here? I don't need you. I don't need you. It's a very shocking, they're very shocking passages uh, in, in the prophets because like, yeah, most of the time we think that, you know, you would say to somebody, okay, just come, you're not perfect. You know, there are other things that are good, you know, uh, stay here again, we try to set them up. That's what we normally, normally try to do. You know, a prophet and Navi can really know what's inside a person's heart. And, uh, not, and when Hashem sends that message uh, to that type of person, this is what it's saying. It's what Pelayot is saying here. Such a person who's a complete fake, who's complete, who's, all he is is a deceiver. All he is, he's deceiving people. He wants people to trust him, or he wants people to think that his image is a good image, so that he could later abuse them. Right? A person is in, in, in front of the community showing that they care for Shabbat, or they care for the Torah, they care for the mitzvot, but behind uh, closed doors, they're, uh, they're, they're actually abusing the Shabbat for their own purposes. Chas v'shalom. So such a person, Pelayot says, I, I don't need your mitzvot. God doesn't need your mitzvot. You want to go live your life? Don't fake people and present yourself as if you're a godly person, as if you're a person who represents the Torah. Somebody wants to be a rasha. You want to be a wicked person? Just go be a be a wicked person. Don't allow, Don't use the Torah to lower your guilt. <laughs> <laughs> don't you don't don't the Torah is sacred. The Torah is above. Ultimately, what this is about is the Torah is sacred, and the Torah is above all of us. If a person takes the Torah and puts it below them and says, uh, "It's for me to use the Torah the way I want to serve my own selfish purposes," such a person, Hashem says, "I don't need you. Just get out of here. Just go go, go do whatever you want, and don't uh, don't deceive people into thinking that you're somebody that you're not." Okay, so anyway, we have to pause over there. It's uh, 8.07 already. Bezrat Hashem, we're going to continue with this tomorrow. We wish everybody a wonderful day. Happiest Thursday.